Chapter 17 Your Legs, Your Back, Your Skull Now Kyla understood why Reginald had been so sure she wouldn't like the way to the roof, and also why he'd exacted the promise that she'd wash his clothes. The library fireplace was cold. She bent to peer up the flue. A tiny square of daylight shined at the top. The soot smell stung her nose, and flakes of black dust made her sneeze. The chimney was narrow, but probably wide enough. Are we going up? Reginald asked, feigning cheer. Again resisting the urge to hit the young man, Kyla put her hands on her hips and considered the task of climbing up. It wouldn't be particularly difficult, but she would come out completely blackened. She didn't see what choice she had. This was obviously the way Golsoy had gone up all those years ago. A tickle in the back of her mind got her wondering if the old sensual had mentioned his failed stunt just to get her to try it. It didn't matter. She had to get out of here. Nax, she sent. She didn't expect a response. The cat felt very far from her. An ache in her chest pulsed along with her heartbeat. She needed to be close to her little gray friend to feel the cat's soft ears against her cheek. Let's climb, she said. No need to think about it. The task was the task. Gritting her teeth, she bent under the mantle and straightened into the chimney. Bracing her back on one wall and her feet on the other, she started to inch her way up. The light below her went dark as Reginald came in after her. Try not to fall on me, he said. Try not to look up my skirt. All she got in reply was a wicked snicker. Fortunately, it was too dark in the sooty flue to see anything at all. Still, she kept grabbing the skirts of her thin gown and pulling them up between her legs. Why don't they give us something to wear under these frocks? The breeze? Kyla noted the square of light above her was a bit larger now. That's it? The breeze? What does that mean? Should be obvious. There's nothing between your nether regions and the breeze, is there? That's a fact I cannot deny, but it isn't a reason. Gulsoy and Rena are sensuals of Ori. The Order is obsessed with the senses. Gulsoy told me that nakedness helps one focus on one's body. The gown conceals enough to present distractions, but I've heard there are rites performed by sensuals done entirely in the nude. Unwelcome images of Gulsoy in the voluptuary popped into Kyla's mind, quickly followed by a raised eyebrow as she considered what Reginald might look like without his filmy gown. She banished the thoughts. She decided not to respond to Reginald's intentionally provocative statement. It was hard enough focusing on the climb. She didn't need him describing how old folk were cavorting around in their skins. The air freshened as she got to the chimney's opening. Finally climbing into the cool air, she took a deep breath. She blinked against the brightness of day, though the sun was hidden behind a skim of clouds. Thankfully, it wasn't raining. She walked along the steeply pitched roof to an edge looking over the wealthy Grissonside quarter. Great houses set amidst vast lawns sat well back from the street of the Diadem, which was what rich folk called the Street of Sorrows. Smoke plumed from chimneys and gray wisps. The bell tower she'd climbed with next stood on the opposite side of the compound. Behind her, the divide loomed above all. Kyla immediately saw why Gulsoy had not been able to get down without a rope. The building she stood on was separated from its neighbors by a large span of emptiness on all sides. Far below lay tidy walkways trimmed with shrubs. What's that building? Kyla asked, pointing to the nearest roof. 
Like the one she stood upon, its roof was steeply pitched, not an ideal landing surface after a jump. A long jump. Reginald inched beside her and looked over the edge. He swallowed and cleared his throat. I'm a novitiate just like you. I haven't been out of the ward until now. Unlike you, I don't see any advantage in escape. Kyla paced the roof of the Rose Hall, looking down on all sides. The front, where the mysterious door with no keyhole was, led out into a courtyard fronted by a gate that gave into the street of the diadem. The broad avenue continued south and slightly west as it wound through switchbacks climbing the slope toward the citadel. The bell tower stood to the east. It was attached to the temple where citizens came to ask Ori's blessing. The public baths were there. She turned her eyes back to the shortest gap she'd have to jump. She studied the target roof and instantly saw the series of leaps and dives needed to get from it to the temple roof beneath the bell tower. From there, she'd be free. Surely you're not considering that jump, Reginald said. You'll break your legs, your back, your skull. Kyla raised a brow and mocked his speech. Surely you would not mind if I did. She took three measured steps backward. The roof pitched down, so that would lend her some momentum. She gauged the drop to the ground was fifteen paces, and she'd have to cross six or so. If the target roof were the same height, she'd have no chance. But it was several paces lower, which would give her jump a little more distance, she hoped. The wooden shingles covering the other roof would punish her, and in this ridiculous outfit she'd have little protection from scrapes and bruises. If this were the roofway, she'd speak to a tenant about putting a landing pad on that roof. But this was not the roofway. She pictured the arc of her flight and realized that her gown would blow up over her head as she descended. Reginald would get an unearned eyeful. That would not do. She bunched the thin skirts in the front and back and hiked them up. A quick knot between her legs would keep the worst from happening, though it left her legs bare to the thigh. Reginald coughed, cheeks turning pink. I do believe you are seriously considering killing yourself. I implore you not to attempt this stunt. She winked at him. Thank you for the concern, but I have important business elsewhere. Kyla sprinted to the edge of the Rose Hall and leapt. Hi, it's Eric Edstrom, your narrator and the author of this book. To support the podcast, please buy a copy of A Raven's Dream, which is book two of Starside Saga. You know, if you want to really support it, go ahead and start with Thief of Starks. Thief of Starks. Go ahead and start with Thief of Sparks and just keep buying until there's no more of my books left. If you want to reach out with a compliment or a complaint, email me at podcast at ericedstrom.com. You can find out all about me and my books at ericedstrom.com.